0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Healthcare Clarity. Uh, we've got David. Hey, David. Hi, Anteena. And we've got Dan. Hey, Dan.
1: Hi, Anteena. How are you?
0: Very good. I'm really, I'm really grateful that you joined us, Dan, today because I think this episode's really, really important. We obviously try to showcase all sorts of things that help healthcare professionals in terms of their day to day living and professionalism and safety and compliance and all of that. And I think, Dan, I'm going to get you to tell us all about what you've been doing and what you intend to do in the future, because you've got some really exciting things that you have already done and have accomplished and will be accomplishing. So I might just get you to start talking, Dan, and give us a bit of an intro of who you are and what you're doing.
2: Thank you very much, have And then also thank you very much, David, for having me in this platform and uh, yes, my name is Dan. I'm a GP from my background, and also ex-practice owner. I have lived the pain of uh, starting a practice, developing a practice to one to many practices. And during this course of my journey as a GP and a GP practice owner, I realised that a care plan and uh, almost all the CDM item numbers, uh, reviews, team arrangements, and uh, mental treatment plans health assessments were giving so much trouble to my practice, and my own practices. Paperwork system was not user-friendly, cumbersome, paper get lost, it goes to the reception and then it gets faxed and that needs to be scanned, they chase the signatures, TCA compliance was never known and then on top of that when I saw that increasing number of Medicare audits and also basically PSR is uh, increasing their audits and the GPs are failing to comply. And I look at my own practices at the time. And then we didn't have a perfect solution. So as an entrepreneur myself, I decided to do something which was the beginning of the My GPMP tool and MGTS we call it.
0: Just to for our greater audience, Dan, let me just quickly recap what CDMs are and all of that. So there's obviously as doctors, general practitioners in Australia, we have access to what we call item numbers, I suppose, which basically gives us some coding system to be able to allocate some insurance money that the government funds for patients to access what we call chronic disease management plans. And there's overall two kind of types of it, I suppose. There's the item 721 and 723, which basically is a GP management plan and a team care arrangement plan, I suppose. And essentially what it means is it, it gives your GP the ability to create a document and a plan that basically sort of outlines what kind of chronic disease support and management you can get through your GP and the allied health staff. And it's quite a complex way of getting things done because obviously a lot of these services will be government funded and therefore it needs to be properly done for the relevant sort of medical conditions that are consistent with the legal infrastructure that this is backed up by. So my understanding, Dan, and I, I think it's fantastic that, you know, being an entrepreneur, this is awesome that you've sort of looked into this. And I agree with you, compliance point of view, you know, PSR as in professional services review or Medicare really looks into these item numbers because they, they are, I guess, the higher paying ticket numbers for, mm-hmm. for general practitioners. And, and the government obviously wants to make sure that, you know, people are using this adequately. So tell us about my GP and how does it work?
2: Yeah, so my GPMP tool is actually a SaaS platform. It's a web-based platform. It's uh, deeply integrated with the best practice as well as we have got integration with the MD software as well. Uh, it's basically a plugin and this streamlines that document creation aspect. It in fact removes the reliance on the template. As you know, America doesn't like us using templates and most doctors use templates. And this software enables the practices, GPs and nurses, to create a very comprehensive document by mixing and matching the information into multiple chronic diseases and also the streamline the paperwork handling um, as well as while the, the GP and the nurse is using the system, it's designed to meet specific item descriptors of the MBS compliance aspect and particularly trying to avoid the use of the template definition plus an increase in the variability of the document creation and personalizing the documents for the patient while saving the time in the administrative tasks that are really unnecessary and the practice should not be spending any seconds on those tasks and that's a nutshell of what we do in the software.
1: Can I focus in just briefly on that word template? Can you describe what a template is and why the PSR doesn't like it?
2: Very good question, David. Now template by definition, as you can understand, it is a structure with some content. So you have a structure which is very similar and a content which is very similar. If you have the same two documents created by a template, by the word definition of template, it should produce a very similar structure and a content in two different scenarios and that's probably my understanding of the definition of a template right so everybody should start with the structure which is a part of a template but the content has to be variable you may have a strategically similar approach but the individual actions and individual context and content has to be variable enough or varied enough so that two documents should not look similar and should not be similar in nature.
0: I totally agree with you, Dan, and going through the professional services review myself and actually being interrogated and prosecuted for the specific item numbers of 721, 723, I can tell you that you know variability and individualization should i say of specific case plans are so important because although you know i mean look osteoporosis or i guess diabetes or asthma all of these sort of things have that structure that that's similar right and the investigation and management and all of that's quite i guess didactic but what the professional services review wants to really have evidence of is that you have actually, in fact, taken that time and used your cognitive bandwidth to really look at, okay, this particular person, what do they need and what are the individual needs of this person? And although it sounds a bit fluffy in a sense that, you know, in general practice, there's a lot that's repetitive in in terms of compliance, that becomes really important. And that's the standard that's applied. So what you are saying is you've actually got a tool that really makes this a lot easier for practitioners to individualize and to actually specify things that goes away from that whole traditional template structure type practice. Is that right?
2: That's absolutely right. And we have taken that one to even a next level And Sheena for the first time in Australia. We have introduced advanced speech-to-text technology by use of a simple mic that is inbuilt in your computer. You can simply talk to the patient as you would give advice and that advice is captured and put it into the plan, personalizing to a complete next level of care planning and also health assessments and so many other, other things. And in particularly reviews. And review in my opinion, is one of the very important topics that we will be discussing in the future
0: yes absolutely it's quite heavily prosecuted that one so that's really in fact we might actually do a different episode on that particular the next portion of our podcasts are going to be a series on specific item numbers so would love to integrate your knowledge into this now you know, it all sounds awesome. And I'm sure the the pricing and all that's, you know, reasonable. And I'm not going to even get into the the commercialization side of it, because that's fine. That's not an issue. But can you tell me as an entrepreneur, as a healthcare professional, being a GP, you know, you came to Australia, you trained in Australia, you did all that. What are some of the barriers then? You know, let's talk about that, because I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that are thinking, gosh, you know, I don't really want to do clinical medicine all the time. Mm. There's a lot of different aspects to being healthcare professionals, right? What are some of the barriers and what are some of the pros and cons that you've experienced on a personal level and a professional level becoming the entrepreneur that you are today?
2: Look, I think the entrepreneurship itself is quite challenging as well as rewarding at the same time. So you're obviously challenged by every aspect. And I think that if I use this um, expression that you have to use every bit of cells in your brain in order to excel and survive and also do what you want to do but also as a challenge i think that the mentality of opening up to a new possibility is a little bit of a challenge i think here now because uh, as you probably know uh, we all know that gps are They do the same thing, repeat the same thing. Industrial-wise, they don't want to go away from traditional things. But I actually would like to remind the audience that if you do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, and Albert Einstein has got a very nice expression on this one, right? because you can't expect different results by doing the same thing over and over again. So if you're failing the Medicare audits, if you're fearful of the Medicare things, if you want to improve the patient outcomes, Mm -hmm. if you want to enhance what we're doing, we have to do something different. But to answer your question about the challenges, challenges is about our own perceptions, our own ideas of what is possible and what could be done. So I think we, as a group of professionals, need to be a bit more open to new technology, new things, and basically open and see whether this is something that we would like to try, right?
1: Yeah, there's so much of the um, of the boilerplate that can be taken away by technology, boilerplate that GPs are expected to do for every consultation, right? Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to CDM items. So what specifically, which parts of the boilerplate does my GPMP tool take away from the doctor?
2: So I think it's uh, one is at the document creation side and the personalization side. And the other one is the document handling side. Now, how many of the GPs that when you print a document, you have, if you think about uh, uh, care plan and team management, you're looking at two sets of documents. You're looking at an invitation letter. You're looking at an EPC referral. You're looking at a team care, uh, uh, normal referrals. And these documents need to be signed. And these documents need to be faxed. These documents need to be scanned. And these documents, when they send to the allied health members, we had received the TZA invitation signature back. Right? That means you have to have a fax fax. That fax need to be downloaded by somebody, need to be uploaded to the system by somebody. And you have to chase... The signatures from the different different allied health members. As a software, we've completely streamlined this one by taking the hands away from this more task. From can the- I
0: can I just interrupt one moment, just so that our, our listeners, especially general practitioners who are billing that item, everything that Ben just said needs to happen before you bill yes. the item number team care arrangement. And I'm I'm saying this from a very sore point. Because as a young registrar, I personally was very reliant on my practice manager and admin staff to do a lot of that. (laughs) So I may have done the GP management plan and the team care arrangement and all the paperwork quite perfectly, but just simple fact that the signed, accepted allied health letter wasn't scanned on a specific time prior to the billing Mm. was enough to fail compliance. So I just wanted to reiterate, Whatever Dan just said, all of that needs to happen before. And trust me, Medicare and professional services review through their data and statistics and ability to subpoena all the documents and best practice, etc., including timestamps, will look at that. Sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to make sure people know uh, that. Exactly. Like, know. Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm glad that you raised
2: that point because even the recent Facebook post and other things and some of the questions that people are asking... It actually surprised me how unaware the GPs are in terms of these aspects because for them, care plan is about a document, printed, signed, finish, right? And TCA, it, You know why they're right? Uh, I
0: think there's two reasons why people are unaware. I think there's one prong is, you know, you can always say there's a bit of that ignorance of the law and we never been taught and all of that. But the other, on an emotional point of view, I think we, you know, GPs really work hard. We really work hard at the least of our resources and we really feel like we're doing our best and we want to do our best. And I still remember as a young registrar, I was like, oh, wow, GP management plan and team care arrangement. What an amazing government we have and Hmm. amazing power we have to give all these cares for like needed people. And I'm so enthusiastic about it that you don't realize that you're kind of like a tax agent that's actually dealing with the tax money, you know.
2: So it's hard. It's not easy. It's definitely hard. And then raising a point about that TZA component, right? TZA invitation, acceptance, and tracking is extremely time consuming. So I'll go back to the David's point, what it does. It actually, um, we wanted to fix that issue, but completely we can't fix it because, you know, people still rely on faxes and emails and handwritten ones. But as a software if we can reduce that risk by fifty percent, sixty percent, seventy percent, that's a huge achievement as a software platform for
1: us. Yeah. and so what's the future for my GPMP tool? So we've got document delivery, we've got document handling, we've got speech to text. What's next?
2: Yes, we are. Uh, we are. We are developing very uh, exciting new things. We are becoming the the fastest-growing platform in this space and the second-largest now. There's over 1,000 users uh, using system already. And we're very looking forward to uh, enhancing that compliance aspect and investing more and more technology-wise to recognize as well as expand our scope to include other CDM item numbers. And there are a few other exciting things are coming along which in terms of the software development wise yeah so
0: watch, a, watch the space watch, watch the start. space is the word <laughs> hey, hey dan so as a gp or a practice owner etc how does one you know get this software on board and how do we contact you and get it all on board
2: right right so thanks again so i think uh, everybody can hit our website www.mygpmptool.com.au there's a link to a 15 minutes demonstration if you want to be convinced that this may be the one for you. And then it's quite easy. Uh, we can start the signing up process, which takes about five minutes to get you set up. And then you can, you can start. There's a 30-day free trial. So if somebody wants to try it out first before they can commit long-term. Uh, we don't have long-term contracts a month-to-month anyway.
0: And, and what kind of pricing are we talking about, Dan? I mean, I, I know it'll be probably specific to different sort of thing. I haven't seen your website. Right. Um, what are we talking about? Yeah, we
2: talking so we, we so, basically the pricing start from $59 upward. Um, huh? It depends on the number of GPS that you have. So I think that when you are in the demonstration, we can give all the pricing details, number of doctors, and we don't charge per doctor. We charge per practice per month. And it all depends on the number of GPs. And if you're a corporate, we have a different corporate pricing structure.
0: Awesome. That's really cool, man. I mean, look, between yourself and GP Clarity with Dan, uh, with David, and APAS and the insurance and all that, what I would like to see, I'm going to, you know, imparting what I would like to see and do in the near future in our spare time Mm -hmm. is um, literally go around the country, you know, and, and just meet all the GP clinic owners and GPs and just just show them showcase all these amazing tools that are there to actually not end up in a boo-boo situation I mean we've already got so much headache as primary healthcare physicians that we can actually avoid a lot of this and these are all things that can help so it's a pleasure talking to you and do you have any parting sort of message to our listeners anything that that you would like to say to them?
2: look i thank you very much for this opportunity for both uh you and shida and david and i actually congratulate for what you're doing as well through the APS as well as david you're from the gp clarity and also from my side is that um, i encourage gps to use whatever the tool that they can uh, to That's improve right. their compliance and reduce the time spent on admin tasks and streamline whatever you can streamline And then protect yourself and then do what you love to do which is taking care of the patients and growing your practice
1: yeah correct i'd like to mirror that sentiment and say that technology is there to help you you know the the clinical decisions are your own the technology just helps take away some of those tedious repetitive tasks from you
0: you know just like an orthopedic surgeon gets to use these funky robotic whatever <laughs> using, you know, computers. General <laughs> practitioners must have this support. And yes, you know what? GP Clarity, Pass, you guys, we're all commercial entities. We all, of course, make money out of this. This is a commercial entity. Nothing's free. But you know what? At least we're actually developing something that's going to help you. That's the main message. Get out of that box thought of, you know, this is just another thing that's just going to leak out of our budget. No, this is actually, in fact, going to help you own that house, have that boat and a retirement plan at the end of your career and not face millions of debt when you're actually about to finish off your career.
1: It's also, it will help you sleep better, knowing that, that all of your compliance is taken care of.
0: Exactly. You can put your head up and go, you know what, government, I'm doing it properly, man. Yep. I've got all of them and I'm very <laughs> versed with what I'm doing and there's nothing to hide. And that's And, what we and want. I
2: always say, Nshita, I always say that compliance is a journey. There's no end, but there's just a beginning and a journey that we just Correct. have to keep doing what we have to do and improving what we are doing.
1: Yeah,
0: And it's part of our professional duty, Dan, isn't it? Like yeah. as a Medicare billing, you know, public money accessing humans, we have to have that that's just an integrative part of it mm. but look thank you so much for your time and i think we're going to have more episodes with you cuz i really want to talk about specific item numbers in more you know in depth I- i'm not personally in general practice now so I think it'll be nice to have a panel of general practitioners come together and talk about specific item numbers. What I'm going to do is look at specific item numbers and really, you know, sort of do the legal side of things of this is what kind of you have to do. But the practical things I think would be nice to get together with some practical GPs who are billing this every day and just have some discussion board on that. So would love to catch up with you again. And those of you that are out there, we'll have some details about Dan's activities and website and everything on our podcast please follow us and share and listen and uh, if you're an entrepreneur and if you've got something that you've developed that you want to actually get out to the audience give us a pm and david and i would love to hear from you thanks david thanks anchita thanks dan talk again
1: Bye. Bye bye